This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Monday morning, May 16th, 2022. A little bit of rain this morning in the Midwest. Sun's coming out a little later this afternoon. Hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast, you can go to AffirmAmerica.com. Drop your email address in there. We'll notify you when a new episode comes out. You can reach me also at Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. Also, the 2000 Mules movie is up now on our website Free of charge, you can watch the Ness D'Souza's 2000 Mules, how the uh, 2020 election was stolen. It's an excellent documentary, shows proof that it was stolen. So we need everybody out there in our listening audience to go and watch 2000 Mules, share the video to all your friends, and uh, call your congressman and demand an investigation into the 2020 election cycle. It's very, very important. Okay, today's day's news you can use, the top five headlines for this Monday, May the 16th. Headline number five, poll. 75% of Americans say country is on the wrong track. NBC noted that the poll is the fourth consecutive survey where the wrong track figure was above 70% and only the fifth time the 34 years that the wrong track number reached 75%. The last time it was that high was during the Great Recession in 2008, followed by the 2013 government shutdown. Meet the Press, NBC News poll, just 16% say the country is headed in the right direction, while 75% say we're on the wrong track. It's a truism that voters' views about the economy began to harden in May. If that theory holds, the Democrats are in serious trouble right now. And there's no doubt about it. We can see every day how completely upside down the Biden administration is. We have an affirm, a president. He's not competent. He's a terrible communicator. Puts his foot in his mouth every single day. Obvious, we have 40-year highs in inflation, Gas prices are through the roof. Groceries are through the roof. We have a number of foreign policy issues with Ukraine, him showing weakness. We have a border issue that's completely out of control. We have hundreds of thousands of people invading our southern border while we send $40 billion to Ukraine's aid in a heartbeat. We even have parents who can't get baby formula for their children. This is the Biden administration. And the way it's going right now, it's going to be a complete bloodbath in the midterms. That's a good thing because these guys need to be removed from office and to never, ever come back again and try to lead the American people because they are on the wrong track and on the wrong side of history. So let them keep doing what they're doing. Unfortunately, it's going to be a 
tough next five months until the elections, but we'll get through it, and then we will throw the bums out and take back both the House and the Senate and be able to put the Biden administration in uh, shackles so they can't do any more damage. All right, headline number four, Nancy Pelosi calls Supreme Court dangerous over Roe versus Wade. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Sunday on CNN's State of the Union that the current Supreme Court was dangerous for families and freedom in America. Pelosi linked former President Trump, who appointed three conservative justices to the bench during his four-year tenure in the White House, to the draft decision. All right, so let's listen to Nancy Pelosi in her own words, what she has to say about Roe versus Wade and also some of the other issues that are confronting her party right now as they are in a free fall with their 75% wrong track polling numbers that just came out. So this is Nancy Pelosi on CNN over the weekend. Let's listen to it. Let's turn to Roe versus Wade. You protested for abortion rights this week on the Capitol steps, but as you know, Roe is still likely to be overturned. And the bill you passed in the House to legalize abortion is not going to become law anytime soon. So what can you do to help women who will be seeking abortions but live in states where it's banned? For example, would you encourage private companies to provide travel for abortions as a health benefit? Well, of course that, but the fact is, is we as a country, this is, let's just put this in perspective. What we want women and families and everyone to focus on is the nature of this decision. This is the, our country, the genius of our founders was to have a constitution that enabled freedom to expand. And it did with marriage equality, it did with Roe v. Wade, in many ways defining freedom more fully. This is the first time the court has taken back a freedom uh, that was defined by precedent and respect for privacy. So let's stay focused on who we are as a country and not turn into something where we have to depend on the privacy. I think that's all good. It's helpful to the women, and that's important. But it's also important to know that this is not right. This is not the path of freedom for our country. So they're putting freedom on the ballot, and our democracy has been on the ballot because of what, what, um, what they have, are doing to elections. But this is a place where freedom and the kitchen table issues of America's families come together. The, the, what are the decisions that a family makes? What about contraception for young people? You know, it's just beyond uh, a particular situation. It's, it's massive in terms of contraception, in vitro fertilization. Uh, again, uh, a woman's right to decide. And, uh, and it's, it's okay. We want to mitigate for the damage, but we have to get rid of the damage. Many Democrats are angry. You're, I know you're one of them. Uh, a lot of people in, in the grassroots are despondent over this draft ruling. And one reason yeah. why they're, they're upset is because conservatives have played the long game here. You know this. They have said over and over for decades that this was their goal to overturn Roe v. Wade and that Democratic leaders should have seen this coming. I'm sure you've heard well, this, I mean, too. Well, no, I mean, the point is, is who would have ever suspected that a creature like Donald Trump would become president of the United States? 
waiving a list of judges that he would appoint, therefore getting the support of the far right, and appointing those anti-freedom justices to the court. So this is not about long game. We played a long game. We won Roe v. Wade a long time ago. We voted to protect it over time. We have, have elected a Democratic House of Representatives that is pro-choice. Uh, the, again, you had 60-vote thing in the, uh, the Senate uh, and, and some lack what? of clarity on part of some of the Republicans who say they're pro-choice and then vote against a woman's right to choose. But it isn't it, – let's not take our eye off the ball. The ball is this court, which is dangerous to the freedoms of a country. So Beware in terms of, of uh, marriage equality. Uh, beware in terms of other aspects of it. And so it is uh, – let's not waste our time on that. The fact is this is a dangerous court to families, to freedom in our country. And that is why people have to mobilize them. My saying is we don't agonize, we organize. What, we go out there and, what and make sure people know that if they – actually, elections have consequences. So what impact will elected, this have on the midterms? What's his name did? Well, I would hope that we could have some resolution of it before. We'd rather have it resolved rather than an issue for a campaign because we're talking about a woman's decision-making her family, her God, her doctor, her, her own decision-making. So we, we have to fight the fight on the issue now. Uh, I think that it would have an impact on the elections, but right now I want everyone to just focus, just focus on what this does and what this means to you. Well, and I say this as a practicing devout Catholic, five children in six years in one week. <laughs> I don't disrespect people's views and how they want to live their lives. But I don't think that it's up to the Donald Trump appointees on the court or any politicians to make that decision uh, for women. And I just do, I'll just say what I've been saying for decades. Understand this. This is not just about terminating a pregnancy. This is about contraception, family planning. They have been against it. They've told me, some of my Republican colleagues, we're not for any family planning domestically or internationally when we've tried to get rid of the gag rule well, and things speaking... like that. So this is as personal as it gets. All politics is local, Tip. This politics is very personal. Yeah, understandably. And... Okay, there you go. In uh, her own words, Nancy Pelosi's own words about Roe versus Wade. And there's a couple things that uh, you can see uh, that the left is known for doing, and that is to deflect it back to uh, as if we're losing our freedoms. Uh, she mentioned that we're taking back a freedom, but no, we're not. See, this is this is the ruse here: is that we're not taking back a freedom. We're giving it back to the states where it belongs. And she's absolutely right. The, the justices shouldn't be making these decisions. The nine people in black robes shouldn't be making these decisions. So I don't know why she's complaining. Uh, that's exactly what uh, the overturn of Roe versus Wade is, is that they're taking it away from the federal. And they're pushing it back to the states and the individual voters to decide whether they want ab abortions in their states. We're a republic of states. We, we, we're not governed from uh, Washington, D.C. And this is uh, what's happened over time is that the left has become a power center and they're 
dictating what happens in all of our states. And that should never have been that way. The founding fathers didn't want that. They decentralized government. But the left, the Democrats, want to bring more power to centralized government. And so while she's up in arms, and, you know, her unique words there, this creature like Donald Trump, well, hey, if you believe in freedom, uh, he was duly elected, and you should respect that. And you shouldn't degrade uh, one of the most popular presidents, I would say, in modern time, who accomplished more in four years than the Democrats have ever done. And so for her to make those kind of despairing uh, comments just tells us that she's completely out of touch, and it's just a narrative that she's trying to push. And elections do have consequences. That's right. Absolutely it does. And uh, Donald Trump was duly elected, and he has all the right in the world to appoint whoever he wants as a judge on the Supreme Court. And three seats opened. He did his duty under the Constitution to fill those seats. You can pound sand all you want, Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party, but that's the way our system of government's set up, and you have to live with it. So let's move on. That's where it should be. It should be made available in the states and not dictated from the federal government. Roe versus Wade was improperly passed at its time, and now it's well overdue that it goes back to the states. All right, headline number three to follow up on what we just talked about. Rasmussen, majority of Americans want abortion decided by voters, not the courts. A great irony of the leaked Dobbs draft is that Democrats, despite all their advocacy and overdrive since its release, may end up gaining very little politically. A recently released Scott Rasmussen National Survey from RMG Research, the results reaffirm the idea that it is time for Roe v. Wade to go so that the abortion decision can be returned to the American people through their elected officials in state legislatures. This, according to polling, is actually the outcome voters want. For 65% chose voters and their elected representatives, while just 18% chose judges and courts when it comes to whom should decide the abortion issue. So there you go. That's the American people. That's how our democracy works. And uh, the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi are on the wrong side of the American people. And I'm sure you're going to see more of this, not just on the Rasmussen polls. I'm sure it's going to be very similar in the NBC, ABC, mainstream media polls, too, as well, as time goes on. All right. Headline number two, Netflix memo to employees, quit if offended by our content. Netflix has finally launched a crackdown on woke workers trying to silence artists such as Dave Chappelle. The streaming service dished out a new culture memo telling staff if they are offended by the content, they can leave the firm. Bosses warn that they will not censor specific artists or voices, even if employees consider the content harmful. Wall Street Journal. For Netflix, the company's spokesman said employees were given a chance to offer feedback on the new cultural guidelines. He said the company received more than 1,000 comments, which helped shape the new part of the memo. Netflix is coming off a disappointing quarterly report last month which showed it lost subscribers for the first time 
in over a decade. Revenue also grew at its slowest pace in years amid rising competition from new and existing streaming rivals. The company said it is exploring offering a lower-priced ad-supported version of the platform to help boost its subscriber base. So that's good news. Finally, we're seeing some uh, corporations with some guts to push back on usually a very small minority within these companies with loud voices. And uh, just tell them to, uh, hey, if you don't like it here, take a hike. And that's the way it should be. And if Disney would have stood up against that small group, they wouldn't be in the trouble that they're in right now where they lost huge amounts of market share in their stock. They're now paying horrendous amounts of taxes because of DeSantis pulling uh, long holdings on specific privileges as Disney in their city. I hope this continues. I hope we see more and more corporations standing up with the guts to be able to push back on this woke banana republic type of mentality that we see coming out of the far left who's really uh, taken over our corporations. All right, headline number one, Finland moving forward with formal application for NATO membership. Finland has confirmed it will apply to join NATO despite Russia's president warning it would be a mistake to do so. Finland's president, Sali Nanisto, said joining the military alliance will maximize the country's security following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Associated Press, the Kremlin's press service, said in a statement that Putin told Sali Nanisto's Finland's abandonment of its traditional policy of military neutrality would be an error since there are no threats to Finland's security. Such a change in the country's foreign policy could negatively affect Russian-Finnish relations, which have been built in the spirit of good neighborliness and partnership for many years, and were mutually beneficial, the statement added. Daily Mail, a U.S. President Joe Biden held a joint call with Finland's leaders on Friday to support their NATO application. Russian officials responded with furious bluster, with one threatening to reduce the U.S. to nuclear ashes if American threats the Russian state. So, uh, hey, great, Finland. I mean, it's it's a move towards NATO, become part of the, the freedom-loving people that uh, have nothing to do with dictators like Putin and totalitarian regimes around the world. We need more of that, more unity together with freedom-loving nations. And for uh, Finland to uh, join the, the nations of uh, NATO, then that's, uh, that's a good thing. And Putin can just pound sand because um, they're losing in Ukraine right now. They're not the superpower they used to be, and they need to be put in their place where they belong, which is the dustbin of history. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Monday, May 16th. Thanks for joining us today. Again, 2,000 Mules, free on AffirmAmerica.com. Go check it out. Share that link. Get that message out. And we'll see you tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. God bless you. Have a great day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.